News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Controversial legislation overriding parts of the Northern Ireland Protocol is to be published by the UK government today. Sammy Wilson, DUP Brexit spokesperson, joins us now. Sammy, do you welcome this move by the UK government? Well, I welcome the fact that the government is now prepared to address the difficulties which are being caused in Northern Ireland by the protocol. I haven't actually seen the final version of the legislation, so I can't really make a great deal of comment on whether or not it actually does deal with all of the issues. It's enabling legislation which will um, give permission to ministers to bring forward further regulations, and we haven't seen those either. So I'm, I'm pleased that the government has accepted that there are issues that need to be addressed. I'm pleased that they've accepted that there's no point in pursuing these things with the EU any longer because they've been so intransigent and so unwilling to address them. And if I look at what the Minister has said about what will be in the the, um, the, the bill, then I think that it does zone in on many of the issues which need to be uh, dealt with. Is it the basis uh, for the DUP uh, resuming power sharing in Northern Ireland? Well, you know, I think it was a bit premature to say that because we haven't seen the bill. Um, the bill has has then got to go through the House of Commons and the House of Lords. There's potential to have it severely amended. Indeed, we have seen with the Internal Markets Bill, even when it has gone through the process, the government has still got the ability to withdraw the provisions in it. Um, and uh, so I think that until we we actually see the process being completed, um, why would we go back into an assembly which will be dysfunctional uh, as long as the uh, protocol is in place? Correct me if I'm wrong, though, Sammy. I mean, that could be a year away before that process is complete. Are you, are you saying no power sharing for a year until that happens? Well, that, uh, that's entirely up to the government as to what the timetable would be, because, of course, the government can accelerate legislation through the House of Commons. And um, if it's prepared to do that, then that'll move the timetable uh, further um, forward. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, it's entirely uh, out of our hands as to how the government decides to deal with this. It's not entirely out of our hands, of course, as to when the Assembly is up and running. Yeah. And our contention has always been that the protocol and its impact has um, undermined the Union's community, it has removed the central pillar on which the Assembly and its other institutions uh, are, are um, based, namely the need for Union's consent. And until that is restored, then the Assembly can't function anyway because it's running contrary to the very principles on which it was set up. So as far as you're concerned, no resumption of power sharing until this legislation, uh, this new legislation is enacted? We'll, we'll make a judgment as it goes through as to whether or not there's been uh, the, the government intends to allow changes to it or whether it intends to use its majority in the House of Commons to ensure that it's not changed. Um, so as, as it progresses, we'll make our judgment on it. And I'm not going to be definitive on what happens because um, we don't know uh, what exactly is in the legislation and secondly, okay. um, how quickly it will be put through. But the one thing I would say to you is that um, we are adamant that unless the the problems caused by the protocol are addressed, then the Assembly can't possibly work anyway. And that's just a fact of life, because 
the assembly is based on certain um, requirements, and one of the requirements is that there's got to be consent to um, decisions which are controversial, and there's no union's consent at all from any union's party in the assembly on the protocol. Uh, the Minister for Foreign Affairs uh, here, Simon Coveney, says that whatever is published is unlikely to be helpful in any way and would cause an awful lot more problems than it solves. Well, I think that he is one of the problems because, of course, uh, despite all of the, the issues which have arisen in Northern Ireland, he has come in with hobnail boots and stamped all over um, sensitivities in Northern Ireland and I think that maybe the best thing that the foreign minister could do at present is just to keep quiet and allow the UK government to sort out the internal problems of the United Kingdom. Uh, sorted out by, by breaking international law, uh, by ripping up the Prime Minister's own treaty, uh, is damaging to everything the UK and Conservatives stand for. That is the view, not of me, not of Simon Coveney, not of people in the Republic of Ireland, but of people in the Conservatives. That is an internal memo in the Conservative Party, saying, look, this breaks international law. Well, I think that, first of all, um, they haven't seen the legislation, so a bit premature in that. Of course, I think you've got to remember that many of those who are uh, in the Conservative Party who are objecting to this have been cheerleaders for the EU. They were uh, opposed to Brexit. They see the protocol as a way of reversing Brexit. So you expect them to say the kind of things that they are saying. Just finally, you mentioned EU intransigence. I have to put it to you, though, that there would be a view that says the DUP is a victim of its own intransigence, that you, you, kind of, you back the wrong horse with, with Brexit and then you back the wrong horse with Theresa May when she was trying to bring in a, a, a softer Brexit. You, you voted against that. And that, you know, you're, you're now left in this bind because of your intransigence. I mean, first of all, it's a, it was a policy policy decision, and I think the right policy decision to break with the European Union and for have Brexit. Secondly, there's this myth going around that somehow or other Theresa May's um, solution was better than the solution which came out from uh, Boris Johnson's administration. Theresa May's solution actually was far worse for Northern Ireland. It would have had a stop not just in the single market, but also the customs union. So we couldn't have even benefited from the trade deals that the UK is now doing. Um, a benefiting from across the world. Well, there's not too much so, economic benefit from Brexit for the UK at the moment. I think they're the worst performing uh, economy in in what was the EU uh, at well, the moment. Up until the beginning of this year, we were, we were the second fastest growing economy in G7. There has been a slowdown, that's quite right. Um, there, there are reasons for that. We're a much more open economy perhaps than others and this world trade has been affected due to the pandemic and due to other um, but, uh, supply side problems um, and the the, uh, the war in Ukraine, uh, it has impacted on uh, growth. Okay, we will leave it there. Sammy Wilson, DUP Brexit spokesperson. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.